Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. My name is Jane Atkinson. I'm the founder of the Wealthy Speaker University, and today's podcast is brought to you by, drumroll please, the Wealthy Speaker Daily Success Planner and Journal. Now, I would love to dive right into our podcast content, but so let me just say this about the journal. Every morning, getting up and setting your intention for the day has huge impact in terms of what you lay out for your day. And really, you know, it's it's so much about taking charge and not just letting your day go off without any thought to it. So we really kind of set out our intention. We talk about what we're grateful for. And there are several pieces, key pieces that you do every single day that really, really help you as speakers build momentum. It's designed for speakers. If you're interested in that journal, come on over and see us at speakerlauncher.com and click on the bookstore and you can see that we've got some specials on there for you. Now, we are talking again um, about getting intentional today. Today's title is From Road Warrior to Financial Freedom and our special guest is Ken Keys. Welcome, Ken. Well, thanks, Jane. I appreciate being on your show. Well, I'm so excited that you have come on to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. And let me just share with everyone kind of a little bit of your background, and then we'll fill in some holes. Ken Key's PhD is an expert on leadership, life purpose, and the foremost global authority on behavioral assessment strategies and processes. And we're going to dive into that a little bit more deeply. He's authored over 4 million words of content, including 500 articles, 4 books, and a dozen assessments to help others realize their full potential. In the past 29 years, Ken has conducted more than 3,000 presentations and 10,000 hours of consulting and coaching. Ken, Dr. Keyes is the author of Why why Aren't You More Like Me, Deliberate Leadership, and The Quest for Purpose. Best-selling authors, uh, Kenneth Blanchard, Jim, Jim Kuzis, and Marshall Goldsmith have endorsed Ken's work. So, so thrilled that you are on the show today with us, Ken. Fill in some of the blanks of that bio. What are some things that we might not know about you based on that? Well, uh, I grew up on a dairy farm, so that's very close to what I'm doing right now. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> where where did you grow up? Well, I uh, grew up in the Vancouver area, just okay. a place called Abbotsford, about an hour out of uh, Vancouver. Okay. And I knew when I was younger that I liked speaking. I was part of the 4-H movement. And even at 16, I was in Toronto uh, and I had to do the thank you speech to all the sponsors, which were the CEOs of the Royal Bank, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Nervous as heck, but I loved it. And so within two, three, four years, I was the chosen one in our community to be the MC of just about every sort of nonprofit banquet going on. And that was sort of the beginning of getting involved with speaking. You really... Uh... Uh, the 4-H can be quite an incredible organization to grow up in, and I'm sure you developed a lot of leadership skills through that as well. Uh, it was a blessing for sure. I traveled the world. I was able to go to Europe on a free trip, all kinds of these exchanges to 
you know, Nova Scotia and Alberta and trips to Toronto for the Royal Winter Fair, you know, and on it went. So it was a real uh, blessing for me, for sure. Nice, nice. Okay, so we're talking today about going from Road Warrior, which you have been in your career, to where you're sitting today. So paint the picture for us of kind of the most crazy, hectic, busy beer, busy year you had in your speaking career. What did that look like? Uh, well, for six years, I had over 300 days a year on the road. Yikes. Uh, one year, I had 150 flights. Now, that's not days away. That's actual segments of airplane flights. Mm. And uh, it, was, it was great. It was awesome. But I recall, you know, we can always go to the backstory, but I recall actually, even now, the emotions are still there. Mm-hmm. After six and a half years of doing this in 1,500 days on the road in that time, I was in Ottawa. We were doing a lot of work in the auto industry. We had the sole source contract with Chrysler for the soft skills development across the country in English. And I was at the president's table for the Canadian Automotive Dealers Association annual awards. And I didn't show. I got an airplane. I came home and I said, I am done. I am done. So we had two small kids at home and that amount of travel uh, almost resulted in our divorce. So... You know, it's it's great too, to be that busy, but yeah. it was intense. It's too much. And so you had you went into it head down and it's really funny, you and I have a common thread in Betska K Burr because she um when I first started in this industry thirty years ago, uh I worked for Betska. She was my first speaker that I represented and she handed me a stack of business cards and said I'm going for four weeks in to do Chrysler training and then two weeks vacation. Here's your cards. Go ahead and, and launch this business. <laughs> yeah. And she left me and she was going to meet with you to do this Chrysler training. So that was a long time ago, wasn't it? It was. And I have to tell this story, Jane, for those people that are listening about the importance of networking, how I got the opportunity had to do with National Speaker Association. I was down in Dallas in 1989, met some individuals there through networking through Brian Lee in Calgary and some other friends. And then this opportunity for Chrysler came up and there was one of the people I met lived in Atlanta who connected with the person from Canada who was hiring the team, told them about us and here uh, all this business later, millions of dollars all came out of that one interaction in Dallas through the sequence of events there. And and you know, I think... Betska was in Dallas as well, and maybe that's how she caught wind of this. I'm not sure. I I cannot. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday morning, Ken. So mm. that's too far away for me. But um, but maybe that was how that happened for her as well. And um, it was the whole Chrysler training was huge. But you probably landed many big contracts like that. What did you focus on? Let's talk about the kind of the early days when you were kind of out hustling and getting the business. What topic area did you focus on to kind of land everything? Was it all leadership? Actually, it was sales because I came out of sales and marketing. I actually bought into a sales training franchise. And unfortunately, that company, the head office went bankrupt and it was like a video based facilitated program. And that was a newbie there. 
The other thing that I really learned there that is so important for those people getting into the business is in, in the 80s, I was part of Toastmasters, and I always tried to be somebody else. And it was this beginning journey and when I first got into it in the late 80s to do it, to find your own voice. And I, I tried so hard to be Zig Ziglar. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I met Zig personally on more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, no, I need to be my own space. So I focused on sales training and selling that package program. Oh. And then when that company went bankrupt, I actually ran into Dr. Anderson, who founded CRG, which is a company, an assessment company I own now, okay. here in Abbotsford. And then we just started to develop and expand. And then I got to be involved with this whole assessment side, the power of personality and leadership skills and wellness. And then I just started to shift around 1990 into this more holistic model. And then that's been really my journey for the last 28, 29 years. And so tell us what CRG stands for and how and where that website is. Uh, it's CRG Leader, L-E-A-D-E-R.com. And CRG just stands for Consulting Resource Group. And that was the company name that Terry selected way back in 1979. So we were just approaching 40 years. Uh, and we never changed it, but really we're primarily a developer of um, learning resources, assessments and e-courses and curriculum for other professional developers. So speakers, trainers, HR professionals, internal internal learning managers, they access our tools and resources and deploy that to serve their clients. So you stumbled across something that would allow you to start to move away from that road warrior lifestyle. Go back to that point where you said after six and a half years of doing that, what had to happen kind of to get to where you are today? I'm sure there was a little. Well, there was a big event that everybody knows. And what happened is, is that what, what really occurred, even though I came home, I still was kind of addicted to the cash flow. So we were earning seven figures, sometimes multiple seven figures. We were mm-hmm. 2,000, 2,500 training days a year that the company was doing for them, plus all the curriculum development. And I knew CRG at that time. I was representing the tools that were in the program, but 9-11 happened. Uh. And one week after 9-11, we went from 100 to 150,000 a month of business with them to zero. They canceled it. And so you're not going to sue your client. You're not going to do it. So really, it was fortuitous. Uh, I didn't decide to quit. It was sort of decided for me. But I was still, I was going emotionally through this. I don't want to travel anymore. I'm done with this. It's really uh, costing me health-wise as well as my family. Mm -hmm. And then the opportunity to buy Consulting Resource Group was there because Terry really, as a professor, didn't really want to run it. And he was willing and ready to sell it. And so it took the next six months or a year to orchestrate a deal for me to purchase the company from him. Something that you said about being addicted to the cash flow, how, hmm. you know, you probably had to go through a starting over process, did you? Like, what, what was that like? Uh, it was tough. Uh, I mean, we all know that you shouldn't put all eggs in one basket, right. period, to one client. But the client was, uh, and I was working with somebody else with this contract, so the two of us sort of owned it together. Mm-hmm. And part of becoming your own person and confidence is you have to say no as much as you have to say yes. And one of the things happened is that because we did so much work for them, and they really felt that they owned us. 
So rather than really seeing us as a partner, we were seen as a vendor that they could do and say whatever they wanted. And I still remember my daughter's birthday. We had planned a little birthday party. She was three years old, um, going to be on a Monday. And Chrysler phones me and says, uh, we need you in Detroit Monday morning. I said, sorry, we got some events some family stuff here. And they said, uh, if you want this contract, you will be here Monday. And uh, that's when I knew that the relationship really wasn't what I wanted. And so it takes courage and boldness. So I really, I admittedly uh, struggled to kind of shift that, you know, go from personal income of 100,000 a month to zero. It is traumatic. Mm. Uh, it is what I needed to do, but it was a growth point too to say to shift and said, okay, I've always talked about leverage, but I wasn't living it per se. It was all, you know, time for money and contract based versus leverage based. And leverage is such a good word. I, I think about it constantly. <laughs> yes. And uh, I think that's, you know, back to what we were talking about at the beginning about being intentional about how you want to spend every day. Okay, I am picturing people listening to this podcast who have been on the road for perhaps years and they're trying to get off the road. And it is a process, isn't it? I mean, what would mm. you say is the best first step, second step, third step? Can we take them through a bit of a plan so that they don't have to go through quite as much pain? Absolutely. I know For I'm our... totally putting you on the spot here, Ken. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's we're writing fine. a we're writing a program on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we have actual handouts that we call business development game plan in. Okay. It's interesting because part of the first question we need to ask ourselves, and I give my um, one of my mentors, Alan Weiss, this because I hired him way back in the 90s to kind of mentor me in that. And he wrote the book Million Dollar Consulting and also, I think, Million Dollar Speaking. But anyways, we as an individual, you need to ask yourself, are you trying to create a practice or are you trying to create a business? And here's what I mean by that. A business is what Kiyosaki always talks about, something that's um, independent of you. So if you stop speaking and you go away for a year, your business is worth more than when you left it. A practice is where it relies on you. Now, not one is not right and one is not wrong. It is your choice. And the reason you need to choose that first, Jane, is that the implications or the sequence of events or your choices and your business structure are affected by that decision. It's not right. It's not wrong. So if you want to have a practice, then it's just on you. And if you stop working, it stops. That's fine. And so example is Alan's one of the top consultants in the world, but he has a practice and he said, I really don't want to have any employees. I don't want to have any of those individuals involved there. Kiyosaki and others says, I want to have a business and all these people around me that kind of run it when I'm not there. Now, that is not separate from the concept of leverage. So leverage can come out of both of those streams, but that does implicate it. Now this uh, implement it the same time after that. We everybody's talked about okay uh, the the secret or the attraction process, and you teach this is one of the things is what am I really wanting to speak about? So that's the next one, or you know what's my expertise, and then the other side of that is who am I serving in that? So that's around attracting your perfect customer. What's the profile? What does it look like? How does that set up? And then from there you can start moving into how do I create leverage as part of my offering. So I don't have to constantly be on the road. And 
you know, this idea of evergreen products is in our industry mm -hmm. and uh, repurposing content. And now with technology, I mean, look at you. You've got this podcast. We're going to record it however long it's going to be. And it's going to be online forever for anybody to listen to. So even though you're doing it, it requires you, then you're leveraging it back out to content and you could even repurpose it maybe to some kind of system in the future. Yes. So as an individual on the other side, what I have found, Jane, if you're not in your zone, if, if you're not doing your purpose, then there's no way to sustain that engagement. You know, when I bought CRG, I rewrote a million words of content in 10 years because I loved what I was doing. So I went from being on the road, you know, that 300 days a year to be on the road like 10. That, that's how much I shifted. I basically abandoned going out and then I created my own certification and trainers came to me. So it wasn't that I wasn't training. I then redesigned the model, said, you come to me. Yes, I will go see you and I won't say no to business that grows in my wheelhouse. But on the other hand, I was going to design a lifestyle or a business that fit me. Wonderful. Was a part of your plan to clone yourself then? And so these trainers would then take your materials out? Am I understanding that correctly? Well, the way that we format that, the answer is yes, but a, 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 I'll call it a conditional yes. We don't try to be a speaker or a trainer's business. We try to enhance their business. So we don't want to be their purpose, but we, because we have this expertise in, you know, personality assessments or wellness or leadership and spent millions of dollars in our online system, most other individuals don't want to do that. Okay. But they want access to it to be able to serve their clients, to expand their offerings, to increase their credibility. And so that's where leverage comes in is partnerships, you know, joint ventures, you know, for your book and all these things is partnership with like-minded individuals grows. And that's the leverage point. We also train internal, you know, learning managers on our content and then they'll deploy it within their organization as well. I will go in sometimes and work with them, but I, my preference is let's train you and then you'll access these tools 24-7 online or our curriculum for a licensing fee Then away you go. Okay. Okay. So let's say I am uh, a wellness speaker and I've actually got somebody in mind right now. She actually has a, a full-time job as the wellness consultant for a, a large Fortune 500 company. Mm. And so she's, uh, but she wants to kind of start expanding and going and speaking outside a little bit more. She could then take, tell me how this works in terms of her using your tool, your assessment. Well, all our tools are sort of independently accessed. And so we have what we call a digital dashboard. And so all our tools don't require any certification. She can go access it tomorrow pay retail and remarket re retail. We've created tools that are learner friendly rather than certification. But if she wanted to be more formally connected, she would come to our three-day program, get a discount or a wholesale access to that, and then redeploy that to her clients as she uh, sound felt, pardon me, was saw fit. And then uh, from there, work with us as far as content expertise and then build her curriculum around it or use ours, whatever you want. So as long as our assessment isn't changed, and by the way, all the tools are uh, stored online 24-7 in multiple different languages, so people can go and access them and go into different clients, you know, if they want Chinese, <laughs> that's wow. what you're, you're going. Wow, that is so, amazing. Yeah, we're going to Beijing to do our first certification there, 
uh, in the, in 2018, you know, wherever you're listening to this, and all the tools are converted into that language to be able to kind of deploy there. So now all of a sudden you get in these different languages, such as many authors have have their books translated as well. That is, wow, you're, you're, uh, so I'm looking at this from both the perspective of the, the person who might want to use the tool, but also from the business model. Mm. You know, how can we inspire other people to leverage what they know so that they can then um, create more of a lifestyle that's perfect for them? We have clients, I have clients who are out on the road, and I'm talking about 80 engagements a year, which typically means double that in terms of travel. And you, you were from a training, um, when you're seeped in training, this whole 200 and 300 dates a year, I don't even know how people survive that for two years, let alone six. That's And by the way, those were, full day, those were full day workshops. Yeah. So we would start at nine and finish at four and run to the airport and go to another city. Ugh. So that's when you could check in in security about 15 minutes before your flight and not get kicked off. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and that's where the puddle jumping and would go. And I was in little cities all over. So part of it is, again, to go back and say, okay, how do I leverage this content? How can other people consume this? And this has been taught at NSA for, you know, 25 years. Mm-hmm. Used to be, okay, you'd do a cassette program. Those of us that are old enough said, <laughs> what's, a what's a cassette? Huh? Then, it, then it went into CDs. Then it went into DVDs. Now really it's streaming, yes. right? So you don't even have to ship anything. Everything's an e-product. So we're actually in the middle of changing all the products that we have on CDs because people don't even have a CD player on their new Mac computers anymore. Or even my computer I'm using notebook here doesn't even have a CD-ROM player. So now you can go digital, you can go online, you can create e-courses with things like Thinkific or whatever platform that you want to use. It could be a podcast like this, but it could be subscription-based. So all of that is repurposing. It could be like us where we've spent the hundreds of thousands of dollars creating the online assessment. And then we leverage that with other people using it to be able to serve their clients. We also have co-branding. So you can actually put your logo on our online tools because we really believe in a partnership kind of mindset. So that's possible. Uh, that's another way to do it. Or you have you know paper curriculum that people you can license a large company to use. Uh, with them, like your health coach, what some maybe there's some online surveys that she can create. And the other one is we're doing more of, and you're doing this as well, Jane, is webinars. Mm-hmm. And technology for webinars really did kind of suck even five years ago, but it's so much better now. The platform's still sometimes unstable, but much better than before. So recently we partnered with association, did a webinar. I'm sitting here in my office at home with my stand-up desk and we're doing the webinar. And so my travel was five minutes from my coffee pot. Kind of thing. <laughs> Yahoo. We love it. We love it. Now, okay. I want to just kind of throw out um, some words of caution for people. You mentioned online courses and I hear every day I'm going to develop. I don't want to be on the road. I'm at the beginning of my career. I don't want to be on the road a lot. So I'm going to develop an online course. And I think that that's a, br- a great, great idea. But the people who do well with online courses are the people who already have a following. And so I do want to throw a little caveat in there to make sure that you have a following when you go ahead and start developing your online course. How did you, in the beginning, was it because you purchased CRG, it was already up, did you already have an audience or did you have to build the audience? 
It was both. So, I mean, CRG has been around for 40 years and the marketing has kind of been hit and miss. And of course, that's still the, I'll call it the magic pill everybody's looking for. What's the methods that help grow? But we're primarily a B2B communicator. So large organizations, one of the large organizations that accessed our tools because we equally reward people who refer. So, you know, way back when Amazon had an affiliate program. So go 15, 20 years ago, we embrace that. We honor people who refer. There's no obligation or anything. So we had somebody to refer us to American Management Association. So then what they did is they integrated our assessments into their program. And it was because of that one sort of referral, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars of business over a decade of working with them. So we really, um, our business is interesting enough, Jane, growing through relationships in spite of all the marketing, all the content that's out there is just intentionally, what are the referrals? Who are the other people who like you? And so we had a following. We actually had a very large contract in Japan in the 90s. And then unfortunately, due to the Kobe earthquake, that company was um, destroyed. So, so, but that was through a college professor in Vancouver who was from Japan, who said, my cousin runs a seminar company and he would really appreciate your personality or your personal style assessment for his management training. And then we trained 100,000 Japanese managers on that assessment. And then when I bought the company, Jane, we didn't have anything online. So this is like 2002. Mm -hmm. So we have spent, now that is the one thing I will caution. I underestimated the cost of technology by about a thousandfold. Just yeah. platform has 600,000 lines of uh, code on it. So, you know, if you're going to produce 600,000 lines of code, you there's going to be investment there. Yes. And it's all customized for us. So when somebody said, well, I'm just going to go create my own. Well, you could through SurveyMonkey, but not necessarily a psychological assessment. And that's why we leverage that to other people. Said, so if, you know, if I spent a couple million dollars putting this together, then I'd rather leverage through other speakers, trainers, help serve you that serves the client. Then I don't have to go out there and you're more local. That is leverage. And I like the, the intention that's behind the leverage. You know, you're, you really always have always been about building relationships. And I think that that's kind of at the core of your values. And you, the people you probably do the best business with are people who hold the same values, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And that goes back to, you know, deciding your perfect customer. Mm-hmm. One of my, you know, if we scroll back, one of my development things I really had to learn, which we talked about earlier, was this ability to say no. Mm-hmm. And when I first got in the business, I would say yes to anybody that would give me a breadcrumb because I was broke. Yes. And I borrowed some money to buy the franchise from a friend. Then I couldn't pay him for a couple of years because I had no business. So everybody hears the story now. Oh, you made a million dollars, Ken. Yeah, but you don't know when I couldn't get a loan to even fix my car. And so you're just so broke. You don't know where it's coming from. So you get anxious and people pick up on that. Sort of like in high school, the nervous guy that's kind of anxious doesn't get any dates, right? Right, right. And it's the cool guy that does. So it's the same thing here is that are you confident in who you are and you don't have to prove to anybody. You still need to speak the truth. But yeah, being aligned and working with people who are like-minded or it's so much better. And the last time, have you ever worked with somebody who hasn't been aligned and you know what, and they're negative and they're draining and what do they do to your energy? This one person can take 95% of your emotional energy and suck the energy right up. <laughs> 
And so this ability to say no is important. Said, you know what? You're nice. You're a nice person, but there's really not a fit here. And so here are some other people that might be able to serve you. And that's usually how I would handle it. So back to I know that um, you have lots of different types of assessments. Let's just kind of tell us what what they range in, so that people who we have who are leadership experts people who are maybe team builders or communication specialists, mm-hmm. what they might be able to tap into your tools with. Give us kind of the lowdown of um, the ones that you offer. Yeah, I'll just give you a, a quick synopsis. Is Our personal style indicator was created because we wanted to create a better tool, in our opinion anyways, we have bias around rather than DISC or Myers-Briggs. So that personal style indicator is our anchor tool. Okay. Then we created sister tools, which are complementary to that. The sales style, which is for a sales group. Then the entrepreneurial, where somebody in their own business, plus there's an additional research on 4,000 entrepreneurs, so people that are working with business owners. Then we created the instructional and learning style, which is our own proprietary model about why don't you teach the way that I learn. Oh. And so you can use those tools for sales training, for team development, for, you know, my book, Deliberate Leadership, talks about your leadership style. And then we go into what we call non-style tools, which are our wellness assessment, which is uh, developed with myself and Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gwen Faulkner. And it's really 120 questions around what are the stressors. And so that really benchmarks marks for people and really helps them in their wellness, self-worth, our values assessment, which is a behavioral assessment, which is our second most popular tool, our leadership skills and our leadership 360, which is based on 40 years of research on our leadership book called Transforming Leadership. And then a sidebar for those people who are into HR or job fit, then we have what we call an assessment on measuring the job style. So this is not on a person, this is on a position. And then it's called a manager's job style indicator. And then we have a compatibility to say what's the nature of the person compared to the nature of the position to be able to establish you what we call a compatibility or a job fit level. So those would be the core ones that we have. We continue to expand on it, but then all of them work together as a comprehensive system. Did I mention self-worth? I think so. So we have that one as well. Wow, that is so impressive, Ken. So I'm thinking if I am someone who might be listening to this and um, I've thought about doing my own assessment, I think, well, why reinvent the wheel? You know, maybe they just come to someone who's already got all the tools there and that you can kind of like private label them almost for them, put their own logo and branding on it and make it theirs, right? Absolutely. And then they can build... um curriculum or workshops around it, or they can access some of the curriculum we've put together. So really helpful for people who are perhaps at the beginning of their career and maybe don't have all of the research and background uh, that they might need to really help them stand tall in their expertise. Absolutely. And even people that have been around for many years, such as myself, where I was there for 10 or 15 years and say, okay, I want to leverage my speaking and have products and services that go beyond me that my large clients could then uh, utilize like forever. And because CRG has a referral program, maybe you don't want to have anything to do with it. You just want to introduce it to them. Then we take care of that for you and manage that relationship. Well, that sounds pretty sweet to me. Now you have um, some tools that you would like to offer people. Tell us about the tools and we'll put the uh, link to them in our show notes. 
Well, when we do our certification, I have a little section on other what we call associates, people that are in the business of professional development. And what I've put together is a very simple checklist on information and product services. In other words, it's just really a brain dump of how can I repurpose my content in all these different methods? You know, so if it's a teleseminar, if it's an e-course, if it's, uh, you know, a webinar, whatever it is. And so we just put all we could think of, and it's really more of a checklist. So when you talked about leverage earlier, Jane, mm -hmm. this is just a uh, PDF. I think it's got eight pages on it. And then you can just look at it as really a free resource. We give it to our associates. So we'll make it a free PDF download. And well, you can embed the link in your email that goes out. Okay, that sounds wonderful. Well, Ken, if there's people thinking about going from road warrior to financial freedom, you know, getting themselves uh, moved into a place like you have got now, what's maybe one final thought that you might have for them that might help them maybe go through a little less pain than you did on your path? <laughs> well, um, get you to coach them, I guess. You know, part of what it is, is I think getting a mentor, getting somebody that's been there and done it before you is well worth the investment. You know, don't try to do it alone. We Expedite your business. Accelerate your business. That's what you call your program, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Is uh, accelerate people. And why you want to accelerate is because just go and pull from that. Get somebody that you trust. You know, that's where NSA or CAPS has always been valuable for me. These people are so giving, right? Yes. Is uh, to tap into that. Don't go it alone. Or if you have some colleagues. And the other one is bring structure to moving forward. So I'm going to support and say, hey, listen, buy Jane's Planner. Get that. And Marshall Goldsmith in his book, Trigger, said nothing happens about structure. So structure is you you have to put that planner in place, those uh, sequences in place to be able to get there. And as I said before, Jane, just know what your end in mind is first. What, is, what kind of business do you want to have? What does it look like to you? And then reverse engineer it and start and say, how do I get there? I love that, and uh, it seems to me that intention just keeps coming into my world again and again and again as we do these recordings, and our intention from the perspective of the Wealthy Speaker podcast is to continue to bring you all great content like we had today. Thank you, Ken Keyes, uh, for being on with us today. Well, you're welcome, Jane. It's always a pleasure to have a chat with you. <laughs> well, it was great to talk to you. And uh, if those of you who are listening in, please uh, give us a rating, give us some comments out on the medium that you've been listening to this podcast in so that uh, you can show Ken your love and uh, let us know that you're getting some good value from these sessions. And uh, with that, we will say uh, we're going to put everything that we talked about today in the show notes and we'll send it out in the link that goes around. And uh, with that, we'll say see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speakers Show. Please visit speakerlauncher.com for your free Wealthy Speaker audit and visit speakerlauncher.com forward slash podcast for show notes and many more resources to help you catapult your speaking business. See you soon, wealthy speakers.